Welcome back to the Bromar Show. I am your host, Bromar, and this is the very first episode that we actually have guests participating. And honestly, this turned into a last minute panel since I thought it would be really interesting to have two different people from two different fields slash perspectives in regards to this topic since it is a topic that has been commonly brought up here on the show you had the college and mental health episode and then the latest episodes i've been doing which was in regards to cheating and then it just rose a lot of questions that needed to be answered by someone who has a better expertise than i do because again most of the time i'm doing this is to entertain you I mean, yes, also to inform you, but majority of the time is to entertain you. <laughs> so I have two guests here that are going to be joining in pretty soon. They have been very longtime friends, and I went to college with them, and we all known each other for quite a while. In just a couple moments, I'm going to go ahead and put Senorita Mindcology here with us. And she is a blogger about mental illness. And she's defying mental illness altogether. And I think this is one of the most interesting ways she could actually define it. Because in my culture, it seems to be there's this stigma about mental health. And of course, she's actually here to find a new way to break it down. Especially in my culture, since we're both from Latino and Hispanic cultures. I'll have another guest join in later on the show. And... Senorita Mindcology, she doesn't know yet who it is. I'll reveal that to her once I get her on the line here. So, yes, this is a last-minute panel that I have pretty much designed and organized. And this is my very first time actually having two guests in the show. And it's going to be really interesting. And I really want to hear from both perspectives in regards to mental health and a couple of these topics in which I'm going to be sharing here and there. So let's go ahead and get Senorita Mindcology on. Senorita Mindcology, what's up? Oh, not much. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just, you know, chilling. Chilling? Yeah, pretty much. Where's your other person? Oh, our other person? Uh, She said that she has to go to her parents' house in order for her to actually jump in who is this person who is this person well it's funny because she asked me what am i doing and i'm like um i mean i got a got a thing to record but if you want to be part of it feel free who is it who is it yeah you know her well it doesn't give me anything i used to hang out with her all the time okay like all the time G. yep that you too mm-hmm. i'm gonna call her i sent her the discord link i'm like yo this is where we're gonna be chatting up so if you're gonna jump in this is it i'll go ahead and start just because you pretty much have more of the knowledge about mental health than i do I just have like three things here i mean it's a couple things here so it'd be more just mentioning your blog and then just discussing like mental health and quarantine season we should call you Senorita Mycology, right? If you want to, sure. Yeah, let's just keep it that way in case... Uh, oh, she just texted, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I'm about to ask this question, she just pops in, here I come. I know, right? Yeah, she said, I'm hopping in. I'm like, all right, okay, I'm going to tell her. Let's just put, we're already there. 
Yeah, so Senorita Mycology, can you tell hey. me about your blog? What's up? <laughs> um, basically, I've always wanted to do a blog, but I never actually got the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. Then with the whole coronavirus quarantine situation, mm-hmm. I was like really bored. I, I, I thought... I can't even go out there and volunteer because I'm part of different organizations. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, volunteering the weekends and such. I'm like, I can't even do that, so I feel useless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what What can I do? I don't want to do a podcast because I don't think I would be good at it. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really good at writing. Like, you know what? What if I just do a blog? And I just, like, started Googling stuff, and I found WordPress, and it was free to pay, like, a few... Um, say maybe $60 to make it more professional mm-hmm. it wasn't bad so then I all of a sudden I found myself like creating it I was like wait I, have, I need a logo so I actually like created my own logo mm-hmm. and I was like you know something creative what I call myself and then I was like I need it to be unique but something that has to do with psychology mm-hmm. that's what I, I do and I was like wait oh, okay we got can we cuss on this <laughs> I mean, I'll censor it out. So I mean, you, you can. Okay. Um. Okay. Oh, and then I was like, you know, what if I do have Spanish and psychology? It has to do with the mind. So I was like, mind. I was like playing with the words, and I'm like, mindology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna call myself Senorita. And then I just created it. The I... back, the N, you know, on the keyboard doesn't have a little squiggly line at the top. Yeah. Oh, not like when you read it, it's not going to sound like it's supposed to. Yeah. But I mean, basically how it started. I mean, that's really, that's because I actually checked it out too. Like, it's really unique. Like, you kind of, like, you have, like, of course, English and then you have Spanish. And I think that is, um, that is just one way to kind of, I guess, I would say merge like two like two cultures into one because I know like in the Hispanic culture, um, you know, we have different mm-hmm. views about mental health. Some we think it's, um, you know, we like, we can't, you know, if we do that or we, you know, try to get a therapist, you know, we think that something's wrong with us. But I mean, my parents, at least they've become a little bit more um, open-minded about it. They're like, you know what, perhaps, you know, therapy is not bad. Maybe it can help you with something. Maybe it can help us. And I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's just one way to kind of merge two different cultures together and perhaps, like, even knock down or reduce the stigma in regards to mental health. That's actually, like, a really good point because that's one of the things I wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to make it English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, this really widget, like, a really cool um, called option called mm-hmm. widget on the website. Oh, that's when you can like create additional buttons that people can use when they go to your blog. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them was um, inflation. Uh, Is that G? <laughs> G. What's up? What's up, man? No, I'm just chilling, watching. Um, I'm watching this small individual play this game with a uh, uh, with an annoying orange shirt on with some sandwiches on his back. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not kidding. He's like got sandwiches on his back. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. So, Senorita Mindcology actually has a new blog that she just recently started on. All right, so help me because I need help. So, do you want to give it the short rundown? Wait, did, did y'all start? Yeah, we, we started, bro. <laughs> Okay, we'll keep going. Shoot. Right. I'm sorry <laughs> we started. So, Senorita Mycology, she gave us a brief rundown of what inspired her to do this blog. And so, you can go ahead. Basically, stuck in the quarantine. And I was really bored. Mm-hmm. And I felt useless. Usually, you know, when I'm not working, going to school. Mm-hmm. And started looking up stuff to do like podcasts um blog i was telling bromar i'm really good at writing i decided to start a blog then i was trying to figure out a way that i could um make it unique but creative at the same time because i didn't want it to just be like everybody else's and mostly about psychology so i was like mind so then mind and psychology it's mindcology and then i was like spanish so and that's how it came up you got that g yeah that's deep so the first discussion that I actually want to get into is quarantine season. Like, how has it affected people um, in general? Mm. I mean, the way I see it is like, it's definitely changed a lot of people in a way that you never thought before. Like, some people never thought that their jobs would be in jeopardy. They now are facing just something that they never have faced or perhaps would never think they would have faced like some people are actually going into food pantries or they're going to unemployment lines and just i think that kind of puts them in like a what would i say like a vulnerable situation and some you know they start thinking you know i i shouldn't be in an unemployment line or i shouldn't be at a food pantry because people think that now i'm poor that now i failed or that i didn't make it or like i'm no longer successful or whatever the case may be so i guess that really puts them into that mental state of like i'm just not what i used to be anymore and they just start getting all these thoughts and soon leading to some issues and then from there i just starts like snowballing also like when you're stuck at home for some people stuck alone like with the same person for a really long time mm-hmm. affects them because they want things to do or they get bored easily mm-hmm. then like you become like i just don't want to get out from the bed mm-hmm. like you have to train your mind ways to keep yourself creative mm-hmm. instead of you know getting frustrated and quitting on everything mm-hmm. how about you g i think Personally, um, this is probably one of the most uh, mentally challenging times I've ever experienced because, uh, like, I go to art school. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, a performer, and to not be able to do that and not only not be able to, but not, like, make money at it because that was one of my main sources of income. I personally have, like, seriously considered other fields of work that involve music but aren't stuff or I guess isn't something that I physically don't know how to do or have never done before. Like, I've always considered and toyed around with becoming a producer. Mm-hmm. But now that I don't have access to, like, go out and play, so now I'm, like, seriously considering, like, diddling around on, like, music applications and making beats and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, putting them on SoundCloud and stuff because I'm not making an income other than what the school pays me, but the school pays me rents and it's literally just rent money like i can't use that money for anything else because there's nothing left over after i pay like my rent and bills Mm -hmm. so it's like you know and that's on period like it's that's it that's all i get yeah i mean for me it's like i mean it's really weird because both of the part-time jobs that i'm currently in 
they've considered me essential. Now, one of them, it's like a little bit safer than the other one because it's just six people in that building and they pretty much are already isolated from the get-go because they they have other responsibilities to do. But the other one, which is involved with the restaurant industry, you know, constantly handing out orders here and there and then just kind of looking at how they're running things. It's like they are just doing everything they can to like really not have anyone that's sick or that's carrying it and it's uh to some extent it's like constant like paranoid but at the same time like we kind of acknowledge or accept the fact that you know we are kind of risking our health here and whatever happens happens but at least we all know we put up a fight so at least that's what my situation is in regards to what the social distancing that's been going on no like g said you have to like find your way doing stuff like for example her she can't really music the way she used to mm-hmm. so you gotta find new areas that you can place your creativity on and not lose that motivation because for example if she was not to do anything mm-hmm. you're losing all that knowledge all that opportunity for to going with what it is that your passion is mm-hmm. people are going through that they're just a slump and they don't know how to get out they don't have the support um, for someone to help them get out of that slump mm-hmm. and you know, you have suicide rates and depression and these things going on mm-hmm. at the moment because some people don't know how to seek help. Education really helps, like letting people understand. Mm-hmm. But it really just comes from the person mm-hmm. to do it yourself. Because you can have all the support and all the motivation, but, you know, you have to tell yourself, I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be like a small step. and going to reach to the point where you're going to meet your goal. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. But yeah, anything else any of you want to add um, in regards to just the uh, mental health and, you know, quarantine season? Um, uh, I really like the blog post that I submitted today mm-hmm. is really much just talking about like if you have been depressed in your room or at home um, and you know you have to get stuff done, mm-hmm. plan or make a schedule. So start getting your mind ready and comfortable with oh, not being in a slump. Like... Mm-hmm. And for me, I for I wanted like a week or two without posting another one mm-hmm. after my first one. And, you know, I was like, no, I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like making a schedule, like wake up, eat, go to work, wake up, get something healthy, take a shower, do the chores that you need to do, and then have a, a set time for you to either you do your homework or do something that you've been wanting to do mm-hmm. and get that done. That way you can start your mind with this change, but mm-hmm. it's a good change. In the end, just you not go back to that, you know, dark hole that you were in in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I totally agree. You know, just setting a really set schedule does really help with staying and keeping up. So the next one here that I'm going to talk about is mental health in regards to cheating. But I'm going to reference a couple of things here. So there's actually this YouTuber by the name of Shellen Lester. She made a video on how to cheat and get away with it. And one interesting thing that she mentions is that cheating turns someone into like two different people. And then uh, this is another like YouTube apology video that came out from like a streamer that actually got caught cheating. And she admitted that she was being depersonalized. I'm not sure if you heard of that term. And... That she essentially was being two different people at two different times. So I guess my question is, do you think that mental health has to do a lot with why people do become unfaithful or they cheat in relationships? It always starts somewhere. Like the the person that got cheated on, Mm -hmm. 
is now doing the cheating because they got cheated on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't have any problems at all. Maybe they just are not monogamy. Like mm-hmm. they like polygamy, but mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you keep making the same mistakes over and over, mm-hmm. but figure out who you are and go with that route mm-hmm. so that way you don't hurt other people. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the person that experienced the cheating and now does the cheating. Mm-hmm. It's completely different from the first one because it feels like they been through it so they're like i not do it you know mm-hmm. so what happens to somebody else yeah that's kind of like the melody is mm-hmm. what happens not a good or bad thing but mm-hmm. it's just it's something that happens and people don't know how to deal with it how to cope with it mm-hmm. so you, know, you just keep doing it hurting people yeah Gee, what do you think about uh, the thing I mentioned with here with Senorita Mycology? You know how I, I told her that I referenced the YouTuber that made a cheating video on how to cheat and get away with it. And then one key thing that she mentioned is that when you cheat or when someone cheats, they essentially become two different people at two different times. So would you agree that mental health does play like a role in regards to infidelity or cheating? Um, yes. If you're going to cheat on somebody, you're like... I don't know how to put it in the words, but if you're going to sit there and you're going to cheat on somebody, I don't know. Like, cause if you, if you even have somebody to cheat on, that means you clearly are talking to somebody else and how would they not, unless they know you're in a relationship, you have to act somewhat different around the other person. Because if you act the same, I mean, something's going to be weird looking. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just got like bum rushed by a bunch of kids. <laughs> so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think straight right now yeah it's not good now this was like it was pretty last minute hey man what are you doing so (laughs) and then also another thing i like to mention in regards to this topic is that there was actually a couple youtubers that made a video on the twitch streamer that got caught cheating and what they actually said was apparently that it seems like in her apology video it didn't seem like she was taking accountability for it and instead it looks like she was shifting the blame on mental health and you know whatever she was going through so what would your response would be when someone says you know hey like i understand that you're going through some things but it seems like you're not taking accountability for what you did and instead you're blaming it on mental health what would your response would be for that i know having a mental disorder is very hard and very tough for people Mm. and you know we don't know how to deal with it cope with it in general Mm -hmm. but some point when we start getting comfortable talking about what's wrong with us we have to realize that we have to let's say you have depression mm-hmm. due to cheating depression is hard and people don't see the dark side of it and it leads to a lot of different situations that are harm others but when you that you have to you know put yourself first and not let it get to you you mm-hmm. have to understand that you're gonna make mistakes mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you know someone with mental illness should be perfect for that girl knows what she did is wrong and apologize but she should also and she was responsible for what she did mm-hmm. yeah, a mental disorder mental illness but that's not the reason the main focus that you should just be blaming it on because mm-hmm. that just makes other people think oh well you know People with mental disorder is prone to this, but it's not true because you're hurting other people that actually have a mental disability that would never do anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more scared to speak out because they feel like they're going to be judged on because of what happened with a previous person. Okay. And gee, so what do you think about when someone has the response of, I understand you're going through a lot, but you can't blame it on mental health and you have to take account of, or you're not taking accountability for it. 
in regard to like cheating yes oh so i i guess this is like a a new i never really thought about this kind of thing so i'm kind of just going off the cuff right now Mm -hmm. but i think that using that as an excuse to step outside of a relationship is kind of belittling and kind of it's very dangerous and hurtful to people that like she said actually do have mental health or like health or like mental issues because it it creates this false and fake stigma and like stereotypes of what people think would happen if it was just anybody with that said disorder but if they don't or they just blame mental health because they weren't in a good space and they're not i mean are they diagnosed like question or are they just saying that just as a cop-out because if you're trying to cop out of cheating then you're like you can go kick rocks mm-hmm. i mean if all for all i care like some big rocks because that's just that's like stupid to me i don't know that's all good is there anything else any of you want to add to in regards to the topic of mental health and cheating yeah don't cheat <laughs> And then actually touching back on the two different people at two different time quote that both the YouTubers have used. So I guess the way I see it is, you know, when they say that they become two different people at two different times, to some extent, they're like switching between back and forth with like a personality. So then would you agree that at that point it becomes like some type of like personality disorder because then after doing that like habitually for a consistent basis, it looks like... They're just switching between one person and another. Like to one person, they will present themselves as like innocent and faithful. Then to the other one, you know, more like on the lustful side and whatnot. So would you say that that could be considered as a like bipolar disorder? Because essentially with bipolar disorder, it's again, dealing with multiple personalities. And I just thought that perhaps maybe that could be kind of like what is touching on there. General diagnosing personality disorders is super hard. Mm-hmm. personality disorders and the the dsm-5 which is the the book that psychologists use in mental health counselors mm-hmm. there's a lot of symptoms and signs that correlate with one another mm-hmm. so it need to diagnose someone bipolar but they could easily have the same symptoms and the same signs they still haven't done a free for personality disorders mm-hmm. i guess uh, depersonalization that's basically losing your identity mm-hmm Losing your identity, the first thing that comes to mind is your, you know, your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. If you haven't learned enough about yourself and if you know yourself enough, mm-hmm. it kind of does get in the way of relationships because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out who you are and how to deal with your feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. It could lead to you making mistakes. But again, that's not like what G said. It's not a cop-out. Like You can't say to myself, I don't know who I am, mm-hmm. why I did what I did. You gotta learn to communicate. You gotta learn to know who you are, or at least seek help or someone to talk to you about what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. keep doing it alone without any help, then you're just gonna have a revolving door. You know, it's gonna keep happening over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily have a mental illness. They don't have thing identity. Mm-hmm. They just need time to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. Of us are in relationships, and we don't take that time to just be alone by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess if I were to have a client like that, my first thing would be, like, afraid of being alone, like, focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. Or is it something that, you know, happened to you that you're not comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Being alone, need another person with you. Okay. Kind of 
my train of thought would be going. How about you, G? I guess to kind of add on to what she said, I always think of like just the basics to any type of relationship, regardless of what type of relationship it is. Mm -hmm. Communication is always key because like not only do you have to communicate with whoever you're communicating with, but you have to communicate to listen and then you have to communicate to understand because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't communicate to understand or listen. They listen to respond immediately as opposed to listen to understand before they respond. And that's, that's a, that's a problem that I have like just with anybody, like, cause I'll like be talking to like my colleagues and my professors and they'll tell me something. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like three seconds later, I will literally forget what they said. Like I won't even take a, mental note of what was said mm -hmm. and so and that's just me period that's just me like period because like i that's something i just work on because i don't listen really well and mm -hmm. i know that i don't and i'm not gonna sit here and be you know easy on myself about it because it's just something i gotta work on but like anyway like any like i said any relationship you need to communicate like listen and understand each other don't just you know i don't know don't just say something and then you know, you have to, like, listen and, like, respond and, like, understanding and, like, being, you know, you know, on that level. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, I think a lot of these people nowadays don't even do that. And that's, like, the bare minimum. I feel like people just do it just to have something to post on, like, Instagram, mm -hmm. in my opinion. That's just me, though. Okay. All right. So this next one here, and I guess our final one. This one, I think it's pretty revolutionary because, I mean, I knew that it was a serious issue in college, but I just did not know, like, how serious it actually was. Essentially, so this is what I'm going to explain here. So mental health in college, it's it's way severe than people think because a lot of people, you know, they're already dealing with the stress of school. And there was actually a, another YouTuber by the name of Tiffany Fergs that actually revealed that some students use study drugs to help them through the day and they'll use medications that people with mental illness need. And so when someone that's short on a medication and that actually needs it, that does create a lot of problems there. And then to add into the mix, knowing college is like, there's always a party somewhere and they get, they mix alcohol and those drugs together. That's even more issues right there. And you can see just how it just snowballs up. Would you agree that it's really, you know, way more than people actually think that mental health in college is way more severe than what people would speculate? Honestly, yes. We're not prepared. So you talk about university and high school, but no one really tells you like you're a minority. Mm -hmm. you have to do to get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I know there's a big difference with an American-born citizen mm -hmm. born versus an immigrant. Mm -hmm. My experience, it's a completely different experience than my other classmates had who were, you know, white Americans. Mm -hmm. We didn't get scholarships because we can't afford, I mean, get federal loans mm -hmm. because I'm not a citizen. Mm -hmm. Add that on top of, you know, taking all these courses, so I get my degree, mm -hmm. you know, having to find a full-time job because I don't um, to get the same opportunities as I fund my tuition. Mm -hmm. And that, if I want to look like a good candidate, working mm -hmm. and up, so you have to, you know, volunteer, get yourself out there, network, mm -hmm. add, you know, family relationships, 
all, you know, daily struggles that people go through every day. So mm -hmm. it is a lot. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it is stressful. Like, it's starting to be more appropriate to seek help for men that are going through depression or anxiety or mm -hmm. isolation to work on more comfortable talking about it and seeking help. Mm -hmm. A lot of college students kind of just blow it off. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, drink tonight and the next morning I'll feel better. There's a better way, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't want to go see a therapist, go talk to a family member mm -hmm. or a friend or write it down or you know, find a way to vent so that you won't keep it inside you and then make a decision that you're going to regret later. Mm -hmm. Some people actually do go to therapy and mm -hmm. therapy doesn't work, which is when medication comes in. Mm -hmm. The thing about medication is also being researched on, so it's nothing's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Just because someone gives you so loft mm -hmm. depression uh, or your symptoms of depression doesn't mean that it, it's going to be a miracle and you're going to be like the next morning, oh, I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. You know, the symptoms might decrease. You might feel a little bit better, mm -hmm. but come off the medicine, it's going to be worse mm -hmm. because you, you're, you don't have the medicine anymore mm -hmm. and then you don't know how to deal with it. Okay. That's why I think like an advocate for therapy and medication not just one or the other mm -hmm. you could just do it together and you know continue to work with people on what's the best strategy for this situation you're going through mm -hmm. be a better way of how to deal with mental illness okay gee what do you think about mental health in college is it a bigger issue than some people might speculate or might think yeah because you've got People who are in these intense programs, and I feel like people take for granted that since they're in a very prestigious program, that they're just the perfect child. And, oh, they'll be fine. They can get good grades. Meanwhile, they're, like, literally about to kill themselves because if they, you know, do bad on this exam or if they don't pass the bar or if they don't pass their boards, mm -hmm. that their family will disown them, especially when it's, like, a generational thing. Like, my dad, my great-grandfather was a doctor. My grandfather was a doctor. My dad's a doctor. And here I am going to school to be a doctor when I really want to be, I don't know, let's just say a, a sports media analyst. And here I am in med school and my dad wouldn't let me go anywhere else for wanting to do what I want to do. So not only that, you're mentally already kind of capped because you're like, I don't want to be doing this. And then you're like doing it then you're like struggling and you're ready to have a breakdown. And then guess what? Test. Oh my gosh. What am I going to tell my dad? He's going to kill me. Da -da -da -da. And I'm only saying that because I do know somebody that this is like kind of their thing that they're going through right now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's that's it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. That's like, I mean, that's actually one thing I actually didn't even think about, too. It's some people are pressured into following this certain path or career, and that really adds more into the stress. Now, another thing that I actually want to mention in regards to like mental health, and perhaps this may be a key to like, lead somewhere or at least a solution or at least a temporary solution so i remember i had a friend who talked to me about the brain and she said that you can command your body to move certain ways so you can command your arm to move your legs your toes your feet almost any part of your body but you can't really command your brain to sleep and that kind of explains why people actually fall asleep in class and because the brain technically is exercising and that's how it gets tired. And uh, you're sitting in class and you're falling asleep and you have either students, professors disrupting you. And that could potentially count as like a interrupted sleep cycle. And then 
on a consistent basis since, you know, people go to class mostly Monday through Friday. And if that is a routine, like, every day, that kind of ruins, like, with their sleeping schedule and then just kind of stacks up and then therefore explains like, oh, you know, he's, you know, being a college student, you know, he's doing college, like how we're supposed to, you know, struggling and essentially sometimes not even performing tasks that really require common sense. So the brain having an interrupted sleep cycle and then on a consistent basis and essentially your brain just not getting enough rest. Would you agree that that's one probability that could play a role in mental health? Basically... It has to do a lot with the brain and the mind in general. Because mm-hmm. think about raising your hand or, you know, getting up from bed mm-hmm. or kicking your foot. But you can't really tell your brain what to do because your brain is the one telling your body what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain areas of the brain that are being affected with certain disorders and certain things that we have. Those parts of the brain are really hard to study and to fix, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's why education doesn't work all the time because the medication that you get is not hitting the part of the brain that is affected but it's Mm. hitting like the whole brain in general Mm -hmm. you know that's why a lot of people who have anxiety and take anxiety pills they say their symptoms are like you know they lack energy or they just feel the same they feel like a different person because you know you're affecting your brain overall it's not just affecting the area that anxiety you might not be the same person that you were before like energetic or super happy Mm -hmm. because now you're having this medication that is your body and in your brain that is affecting you and your personality mm-hmm. or deal with the anxiety that you're experiencing. Okay. Well, what about you, G? What do you think? Do you think that the brain just not getting enough rest and having just interrupted periods of interrupted sleep on a consistent basis, do you think that does play a major role in, in mental health? Especially when you're in school and stuff, like your brain is having to reprogram to learn new information and uh, retain it Mm -hmm. so i think your brain that's working out and exercising your brain too is learning Mm -hmm. so it gets to a certain point where your brain is tired of working out and just wants to tap out so i just think that a lot of professors and people don't take that into consideration okay i don't think anybody takes anybody serious nowadays but you know yeah so any other things to add in regards to, you know, mental health in college? Things that you could add. I mean, the key thing that I thought was the brain just kind of, you can't really command your brain to sleep, so you got to get it tired, in which it makes sense why I can't, I even caught myself falling asleep several times in class and even during studying because it's practically you're exercising your brain. And then I guess it causes people to have really weird sleeping schedules, like which is why some people, they're like at one or two o'clock in the morning, all energetic and wanting to do stuff and can't seem to fall asleep just because they kind of were trying to fall asleep while they were studying, but it got interrupted. And that's where lack of sleep kind of comes in. Training your your mind to be in the schedule that it was used to and then when you're trying to get it back to normal it's hard for example the sleep schedule like a lot of college students tend to wait night to get it done mm-hmm. so they don't sleep because of the stuff that they're doing mm-hmm. you find yourself waking up at 8 a.m and you're like why am i so tired mm-hmm. because you went to sleep at 2 a.m and then when you you know try to fix it and go back to sleep like the latest 10 11 mm-hmm. it, it just becomes really hard because you have to get yourself used to this the schedule made your body it wasn't used to so it's like your body's kind of telling you like what's going on what happened to this schedule Mm -hmm. like we're tired at this moment so you're most likely going to fall asleep in class because 
not used to mm-hmm. going to sleep early and waking up early. It's more like going to sleep late, waking up early. That can affect people a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's great that at least I got some input from you because I wanted to get more information in regards to at least these three topics just because I just thought it's interesting and just kind of like to deep dive into the specifics and then from people that have you know more knowledge about this subject than I do it really opens my eyes to at least you know what it really is I was gonna ask you I think I should write about next because so far the first one hasn't been about you know mental illness in general Mm -hmm. and the second one that I just submitted today was how you know being and alone is affecting our mind Mm -hmm. uh, our mental health there's so many topics I could talk about, but I'm just thinking like the next hmm. one. But I know the mental health and college one, that one is pretty, I would say it's pretty big just because of the amount of detail, at least at least what I put into it. And, I, and with this information, I mean, you can actually share to people like this is, you know, what it really is in college. And I know with people not being in school right now, to some, it may be like a break for them because, you know, they some of them are like juggling classes and and again, dealing with school payments. And if they're taking a break from school, at least while they're at home, I think this kind of would be like a perfect time for them to catch up and kind of edu- educate them a little bit on like the situation in regards to mental health in college and just how severe it is. I'm going to lie, this whole coronavirus thing kind of helped me because when I started graduate school, mm-hmm. I couldn't work a full-time job, part-time jobs. Now that, you know, we're stuck at home, everything is online. Mm-hmm. I'm able to work more or at least look for a full-time job. I have school online. Mm-hmm. I'll actually worry about fixing my schedule to a work schedule. You know, itself mm-hmm. causes stress mm-hmm. because you're trying to figure out, like, how can I fit this into this and then this? Yeah. Like, it, some people, it might actually be, like, a blessing because now you're able to get more stuff done because you're doing it online. Mm-hmm. But for others, it's kind of a hard transition because you're like, this free time, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And we get bored and be, become lazy and then we lose motivation and we're just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. What do you think, G? What should Senorita write about? I still think the mental health in college thing can be expanded on a little more because that's just always something that could be something, you know, to be talked about. But also... I guess you could talk about, you could always do a um, a thing about being a minority, mm-hmm. too. Like, because being a minority and going to college is really, really different. I've noticed after talking to a lot of other people that, um, that go to, you know, undergrad and graduate level, too, and even, like, the doctorate level, like, being a minority, it's, it's just a different experience. And I can't. Um, I can't imagine what it's like doing it not being a minority because I am one. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's not I'm not saying I want to have privilege, but I want to know what it's like to experience the college experience all over again, not being a minority. I'm just kind of curious because mm-hmm. I mean, it's what I've lived and to know that just it's weird to think about that there's other ways that it's happened for other people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just strange because you know what you know, because it's what you are. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, definitely. Well, honestly, I think we had a pretty good discussion. And again, if you guys have any ideas on what could be talked about next 
or in the future i mean you guys you can hit me up and then we'll organize and set up something there but yeah no nonetheless it was actually pretty cool talking to y'all you know this podcast i can listen to it (laughs) this is dope it is Yes, I've never done this before, so I was like, oh my goodness, I wonder how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. I mean, this is actually the first time I had like three different people all in one recording. So, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering and I'm curious just how it turns out. But yeah, definitely we should try this again sometime and with a different like approach, at least to mental health, because I know Senorita Mycology specializes in that. So I think getting some information from her really do- would help at least opening our eyes and experiences in regards to mental health, like things that we don't even know about. I go check it out and read it oh, and put a little yeah. like on it. Thank you guys for joining in and I'll go ahead and actually tag in your online socials. So you can go ahead and follow Senorita Mindcology on Instagram at Senorita Mindcology. And I'll go ahead and post the Instagram handle in the podcast description. And along with that, go ahead and check out her blog, which you can find at SenoritaMindcology.com. And also go ahead and follow musician slash percussionist Gianna. And I'll go ahead and post her Instagram handle in the podcast description. And along with that, you can find her YouTube channel link in the Instagram page. So go ahead and also follow Gianna's Jazz on Instagram and check out her YouTube link in the Instagram page. That pretty much does it for me. Thank you all for joining in. And hopefully we've all got a really good understanding about mental health. And we'll plan for more panels in the future. So thanks again for joining in. And until next time.